Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello, Swaff Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? I'm great. We're on the road, to, sorry, the voyage to WrestleMania. There it is. We got a corking winner for the Wrestle Talk Extra poll for Patreon. We did. What ex- a seamless plug in there. Look it's at an that. exciting one, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Elimination Chamber 2014. I just started the Usos versus the New Age Outlaws. I kind of forgot that the Usos used to be a weird, non-cool gimmick. Oh yeah, I hated that Usos gimmick. I hated them. (laughs) I despised them. Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully they became cool when they just sort of being themselves as opposed to being like, no, no, be Samoan. But you know what else is cool? This episode of Raw. Yeah, that's right, I'm hurrying this along. (laughs) I kn- see you looking at the emails. I was looking at the emails. Okay. I was trying to get out my notes for the Raw review because <laughs> I have not done so yet. But uh, and let's crack on into that Raw review because it turns out Shayna Baszler's a vampire. Here Actual is- cannibal Shayna Baszler. Here's the show. Talkworthy, talkworthy, talkworthy thing that happened on last night's show easily is Becky Lynch getting attacked by Shayna Baszler following an already fantastic match with Asuka. So good. It was a great match. Such a good match. Like, I can't remember how many times they wrestled, but this is either the best or the second best. Yeah, I, I would say that it was, it was. I didn't think it was as good as their Rumble match, mm. and I don't. Yeah, I would I, say that was the one that's above it. And I don't think it was as good as the Rumble match last year. Like I would say that it was. Say if you call that a trilogy, it was certainly the Back to the Future Part Three of that trilogy, where it's still like, oh yeah, Back to the Future Three is a really, really good film, but it's not as good as Part Two or the original. Three is the best one. I don't get the analogy. <laughs> so it was a really, really good match. Went through multiple commercial breaks, loads of near falls, loads of near tap out spots. What I loved about it was there was nothing overly flashy. It wasn't like, oh, I've got to go to the top rope and do a moonsault to the outside. It was just two incredibly good wrestlers 
with a story to tell, and they slow. The crowd were already into it because Becky was super over, massively into her, into but Becky. They just because they're such good workers, got the crowd invested, and it was fantastic. Kyrie Sane on the outside as well added another layer of tension, but Becky wins with the man slam. Mm -hmm. Not the best move in the world, but it's okay. Great match, loved it. Finish kind of came a bit out of nowhere, but in a good way. Yeah, I, I, enjoy, I really enjoyed the <coughs> pinning sequence that they did. Like they had like this amazing sequence of, of pinfalls and attempts to then lead into the man slam to get the win. It really like that the out of nowhere uh, element of it felt really good. Sucks for Asuka because I look at it now and be like, there's where do, where do you go next? Because yeah. you don't even have tag teams to feud with, and now you just. Constant loser, Asuka. Fire and desire. But they're splitting up. Oh. <laughs> the, the Empress of yesterday, yeah, yeah. unfortunately. It was, um, yeah, it really feels like, and particularly for Asuka, kind of what sucks for her, I just want to like do the negative stuff now so we can get back onto the positive side of things, is that you're like, okay, cool. So the story is for the Becky Lynch had this big crisis of confidence, we think, and then she beat Asuka, and then was like, now I'm just the best, and I'm so cocky, I'm just the best. And you, a lot of people thought this is going to be Becky's undoing mm. because now she's just got <coughs> uber confident. But it turns out, no, she could just still beat Asuka. You know what? I don't mind. because and Asuka is an unfortunate uh, casualty of all this. But this was the most I've been into Becky since last year. Well, at least she feels like Becky again. Well, that's it. Yeah, I feel like we've had a year, you know, which started with her apologizing to the McMahons in that very ill-advised angle. And then it was the feud with Lacey Evans and the botch pin at WrestleMania with Ronda and the Seth storyline. And it's never, it's never been to the highs as it was post Survivor Series 2018. This, I was so into. So what happens after that very good match already? So there's Excellent. a lot of momentum so and goodwill good. yep. there. Quick as a whip, Shayna Baszler runs in, uh, Kirafuda clutch on Becky, chokes her out, and then gives her a little nibble, a little nibble in the back of her neck. Was, like I'm, a lover, a tender <laughs> lover. So I'm really curious to hear your thoughts on Shayna Baszler biting a chunk out of Becky's neck. Loved it. I have been saying for years, there's nothing wrong with blood. Like but just don't make it come out of your actual face. <laughs> you just, blood capsules. Yeah. The, 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 like magician shows, live theater, they do all this stuff really, really well. And I know wrestling's fake. I think everyone does these days. So to add a little bit more within the confines of it, I'm totally fine with. I wasn't, I never went, well, that looks fake. I was just swept up in the spectacle and the visual. I thought the, the look of Shayna Baszler with the pit was comical how much blood there was. Yeah. But that's fine by me. Like, loads of red over Shayna Baszler's face. There was the red in the back of Becky, Becky Lynch's head. What about the back, The back of Becky Lynch's head. And it looked like Beth Phoenix actually <laughs> did at the Royal Rumble. Yeah. And Becky's selling was amazing. Becky's selling it was incredible. Because she kind of passed out from the Kirafuda clutch. And then she came to, and when she came to, she was disorientated. Medics were there. They played it up like a big deal. She's like, I'm fine, I'm fine. Yeah. I thought for her character, she performed this 
perfectly. Yeah, absolutely. And it was pretty badass when she got back into the ambulance and was like, no, I'll drive myself to the hospital. <laughs> so like a lot of people have seen a lot of people meme it. It's like a GTA thing. Yes, and yeah, it yeah. Is, it's perfectly GTA. It's just like, I'll drive my damn self to the, if I'm gonna go, I'll go, to, I'll go on my own. It's really funny, that idea, uh, because when Braun Strowman does it, I have a different kind of enjoyment. It's comic book, campy enjoyment. This, I was, I thought was a lot more realistic and close, look, 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 realistic to an extent. Yeah. Realistic compared to Braun Strowman flipping the nanny. I thought this was still like comic, uh, comic goofy nonsense, but I, I very much enjoyed it for that. Yeah, I, I thought it was a bit more grounded than that, uh, which is, <laughs> I, you know, come at me, I don't mind. I really, really like the stuff, uh, but the, I've lost my train of thought with that. You carry on, it will come back to me. No, no. I mean, I was looking for you to finish because I was gonna, I was gonna bring, bring us back to the back to the bites. Oh, that, that's it. So the idea behind a baby face walking out of an arena after an injury angle is that the medics start to help them, then they stumble and fall. Great razor light song, and they get up and they carry on themselves unassisted. It's a show of fortitude, of strength. Yeah. But Becky had that, but that wasn't enough. <laughs> she also had to. Beat up a couple of medics. And throw a guy out of the door and everything. <laughs> drive her own ambulance with a head injury yeah. after just losing consciousness. Oh yeah. Well that's why I thought it was like, but it was fun, goofy nonsense yes. and I very much enjoyed it. Uh, I And I loved the, the Shayna blood pouring from mm, the mouth thing. I visual. thought it made her look really badass why we got it in the thumbnail, which will likely get us demonetized. <laughs> um, but it was, oh, I didn't like the bite. Ah, the bite sounds like a new WWE YouTube series. <laughs> so hosted by Renee yeah, Young. Yeah, Kofi Kingston's coming up after the break. We've got nothing else for you, Renee, <laughs> so you're now doing the bites on WWE mm. YouTube. No, I didn't. it just didn't feel like Shayna's character. Okay. It didn't feel like a Shayna Baszler thing to do, to take out your mouth guard and bite someone on the back of the neck to like take a chunk out of the neck. Like She has never felt like I am a cannibal or a because I'm, I'm and I just feel like the reason why I'm, 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 I didn't like it particularly but I'm, I'm way less on less I'm more down on it now than I was when I've seen the online reaction to it and everyone's laughing at it mm. like I don't think anyone has watched the segment and gone like wow Shayna's a badass oh I, I did <laughs> I'm the guy I think I feel like everyone else has watched this going like oh that was so silly mm. because she's a vampire and it doesn't and it never it never didn't feel cool Apart from like the when she came up and she had the blood pouring down her mouth, I was like, okay, that's a really scary visual. But the bite was so comical and SmackDown that I, it it didn't work for me. It didn't like I, it's not how I would have my Shayna. Meltzer dived into the history of this kind of spot, and he said it's most likely a Paul Heyman thing because I mean, Paul yeah. Heyman was a big fan of. Fred Blassie, apparently he used to do this. This is beyond my extent mm. of my knowledge. I'm just parroting what Meltzer said. Gimmick leads. <laughs> <laughs> it's the WrestleTalk News. <laughs> and uh, the, yeah, so so there is, you know, but it, yeah, that's like a 70s, 80s, early 80s thing. Uh, this is 2020, so that might be somewhat dated. I thought it was more, I thought it was a great visual though. I, that, the, the, you are right, though, with how that jars with Shayna's character in NXT. There was nothing. But then again, like it's it's the, main the, roster. There's yeah. no continuity between the two. So, like a, a reset of a character, and you are totally. now a cannibal. Is you know that's that's par for the course. Maybe not cannibal, but just like I'm being facetious. Yeah, yeah, but badass, scary. 
It's a literal blood feud now. I, I, I'm actually very into it. I totally get the reasons why you wouldn't be. Just to cap it off though, what put it over the whole thing for me was that later in the show, Becky Lynch drives that ambulance back to the arena. This was so cool. Comes down to the ring and just cuts an in-ring promo just saying, I'm coming for you, Baszler. I'm going to get had, revenge. She had an amazing line where she said, you better find me before I find you. I thought that that right there, that's a money line. That line was so good. And Becky's performance of it was so good. It made me forget mm. about the, the comicalness of the bite. And I was like, no, this, isn't, this, feels, like, this feels real. Like that line there made this feud feel real. Like the feud I want these two to have, which is that... I'm so I'm so cool and so badass. You're also very cool and badass. We are submission experts, and I am going to choke you out. I'm going to tap you out. I I you better find me before I find you because mm. I am going to hurt you. That's what I, that that's the few that I love. I, I was honestly so into this storyline that I didn't get any of the vi the, the vampire stuff. Mm. I, it was only afterwards and now that we're talking about it, I'm like, haha, that is a funny joke. But it wasn't. Like, I read online afterwards, someone described what actually happened there. Becky Lynch hijacked an ambulance, drove it to hospital, got treated, then hijacked that ambulance again and drove it back. Oh, yeah. I love it. It makes me like it even more. But it, and it's it's a step up from <coughs> the Austin thing. Or Austin would get carted away by the ambulance and would then drive the ambulance back. Becky didn't get carted away. She drove the ambulance mm. herself to the local medical facility, got treated at yep. said local medical facility, and then got back into the ambulance and drove from that local medical facility back to the arena. Yeah, I, I, I really liked it. I'm curious to see what everyone else thinks. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Uh, so let's uh, do some pledge hammer shout outs before we get into the s- 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 super chats. We're going to be recording Elimination Chamber 2014 review, which has an amazing Shield versus Wyatt Family six man tag in. First. Mm. It's the first of them. And two very good chamber matches as well, where the storyline was always going to be that <laughs> Daniel Bryan was going to be in the main event of WrestleMania. It's always the case. Yeah, yeah. This was, the, was is it the pay per view before? Yes. Uh, WrestleMania. WrestleMania? Yeah. yeah, so that's where they, WrestleMania 30, where Brian won all the belts. Which was always the plan. Yeah, so make sure to go over to become a pledge hammer yourself on Patreon where you can get that. And some shout outs at the $25 a month or more amount. Thank you, your best friend, Neon Pal at. Woo! Oh, nice, yeah. I like it. Big bad, Blake Lloyd. Big it is bad. You sold out, Jay Sellers. Yeah, you Thank did you very sell much. out. You bought in. Finding Jory, D Bone. <laughs> Thank you, Jory. The Vision, Adonis. Oh, what a vision. Oh, oh lovely stuff. Martin Santoyo talking to me. Whoa, these shows. Corner of Travis Webb. I'm stuck, I'm stuck. Yes. I think he's talking to you, Damien Thompson. Whoa. Sayonara, Cheney Grant. That's nice. One of my favourites coming up. Liam Milsummer Murders. Nice. The Monster Among Patreons, Brian Strowman. Yes. And lastly, the real boss, Matt Robinson. Woohoo! Thank you, Matt. Right, so can I quickly give you my uh, my favourite Simpsons quote, which I think is an underappreciated one? Hit me up. Just off the back of, um, I think he's talking to you. It's when they're going to Japan. And Homer doesn't want to go. And Marge says to him, come on, it'll be fun. You liked Rashomon. And Homer says, that's not how I remember it. (laughs) (laughs) That's very good. And highbrow. Yeah, it's such an underappreciated Simpsons joke. Tim Arndt says... Everyone I've seen was talking about Shayna becoming a vampire. I thought it was Shayna becoming Mike Tyson. Yeah, I did. Yeah, see, there, there is a realistic a precedent history for it. Oh, yeah. in actual sport. Yeah, I'm not saying that there isn't a real there, there isn't a real precedent for it. Firefly fan house Edna Madden. God, that's difficult to say. Vampire gimmick Count Basler. <laughs> Count Basler wants your blood. I want your blood. Kira Fuda. Is there a is there a pun there? Kira Vampire. Kira Vampire. Kevin with a very generous pledge. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, Becky got attacked after her match, badly injured, go to medical facility, come back come back and cut a badass promo. I guess the only thing left to do is to bite Marina Shafir on NXT. <laughs> yes. So we can have a full Jericho versus Moxley reboot. A neck for a neck. Yeah. I kind of wish... Yeah. I think if I'm... Perhaps I'm, I'm very much projecting on this as why I didn't get on with the bite as much as because I think I would have liked to have seen Baszler come up with Marina Shafir and Jessamyn Duke flanking her because I really like that partnership. Mm. I think it's a really fun partnership and it just sort of presents her as this ultimate badass as opposed to a comic book villain who bites people's necks. I disagree. I think that could, on the main roster, very easily fall into the trap of Becky is unbeatable. She can only go up against a faction of people. 
I think just having Shayna there alone, and if they book this right, mm. that will that will make everyone look better at the end of it. Well, Charlotte get inserted into their <laughs> yeah, Vince McMahon with no <laughs> explanation. Ket, that Shayna angle was so hokey to me and seemed completely out of their character. Yeah, uh, and Dan has said Blassie did the vampire bit in the fifties and sixties. So wow, so it's really even going before back. what I said. Yeah. Uh, Venom Kitsetsu uh, feel like they could have set up Shayna versus Becky without Asuka taking another loss to Becky. Looks like Asuka isn't in the title picture once again. No, but like you can't always be in the title picture. No. It's, I, I think what sucks for Asuka about this is the, there's nothing left for her to do now. Like now, now that she hasn't won the title, she is just kind of stuck into this tag picture again, which is nothing. Like there, there's yeah. a, there's, it's a nothing scene. <coughs> That's what sucks for Asuka. Um, I'll just do a few more, and then we'll get in the full play-by-play -play review. Uh, Marcus Roman. So Shayna is now a vampire? They could have made the blood more realistic, because it looked like she stuffed her face with strawberry jam. I like the blood, though. I, I like the blood. blood. Fun. Yeah. Uh, Nate drops surname. Shayna's new moniker. She's a man <laughs> Yeah, well, he's, yeah, he's gone Hall of Notes, whereas I would have gone with... Ah, um, oh, man, what was her name? She Nelly Furtado. Yeah, Nelly Furtado. That's who I would have gone with. What's, what's the man to Hall of Notes version? Uh, I don't know. Because I was singing Nelly. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, that's where I was going. Uh, I'll just do the rest of the Shana stuff, actually. Derek Alea, have to watch this on catch-up. I have some cash and my thumb. Thank yes, you very thumb. much. I asked the wrestling gods not to <laughs> overcomplicate this story as they did last year. I don't want to see Vampire Baszler. I don't think Heyman would. No. Someone commented on my news... Uh, that uh, she's the new leader of the brood. Gang, Gangrel needs that's, to make her. That's comeback. what I mean. It's, I, I feel like a lot of people aren't, they're not seeing the way that it was designed to be. I think a lot of people are seeing this as she is a vampire, she is a cannibal, whereas what Heyman wanted it to be was <laughs> Freddie Blassie, Mike Tyson, and it was like, oh my God, she bit her and she drew blood. Mm. Like she is an unhinged psychopath. And I think that's, that's what it was intended to do. And in some respects, I think that did work. But this is a 2020 smarky era where we look at this and be like, no, no, she's a vampire now. Bring back Gangrel. Well, that's, but those aren't real reactions. Those are joke well, reactions. Yeah, these aren't real reactions. Oh, no, but any, anything about vampire baser and stuff, that's, and, and that's all jokes. Well, someone just said then, they, I asked them not to complicate this, and they brought in vampire Baszler. So these are these well, are real reactions. Yeah, I guess something so. to me, you're right. Bring, suggesting him bringing in Gangrel is a joke. That's a joke. But, I'm, but the point I'm making is that people are making fun of it, mm. whereas no one is taking it seriously. Uh, Jobber JJ four nine six Becky theft auto. Yep. I also saw someone say Grand Theft Ambro, <laughs> because the you know the wacky Dean Ambrose yeah, character. Yeah. That's something in his character. Baszler is new blood. Uh, Nate drops surname. You don't need all this extra stuff between Shayna and Becky for a huge match. We all bashed the overbooking last year when we just wanted Ronda Becky. I don't think this is overbooking yet. No. This is nowhere near overbooking. This is not adding in Charlotte for no reason. There's no one being suspended or fired yet. There's no apologizing to McMahon. We haven't overbooked this yet. Yeah, yeah. The, the, this is just one angle. This is one book so far. Yeah. The other time was... We haven't Ollie Davis fantasy booked Warfare <laughs> this year. Austin Aries <laughs> comes back. Uh, Walu TV. Hi, Dan. Hi, Dan. Uh, Shayna get a title shot at Mania of all shows. Would that mean you just have to bite the champ's neck to get what you want? Well, Becky now wants that match. So, mm. I mean, that, if that was Baszler's <laughs> plan, then yeah, it definitely worked. Super effective. Right, so the rest of Raw opened with 
Seth Rollins and the Monday Night Disciples. Oh, okay. They are so good. Seth looks awesome. Yeah. He's got the glove. He's got this furry lining to the inside of his leather jacket and a man bun. That was it. I was trying to think last week, <laughs> like, what else could he do to look like a, such a dick? Oh, he's found it. Yeah. It's a man bun. Oh, he's nailed it. He's really, really good in all this. He's, he's playing us perfectly. Yeah. And like, uh, even when like the show opens, because they, like, they run down the match card and they say, we've got Becky versus Asuka. We've got Drew McIntyre and MVP's show. We've got this huge eight-man tag. And it sh then cuts to the ring and you've got Akam, Ray Sire, and Murphy standing behind Seth, posing like Jesus. Just looking up, just posing to the crowd. It's such a cool visual mm. for, for an excellent heel. And you know, sometimes on Raw in the past year or on SmackDown for the last couple of months, you'll be like, well, it's just a show. But this, that opening, there's this match, there's this match, there's this person. And then, oh, and there's this thing as well, it's Rollins. Raw feels to steal a chopperism. Stacked. It's, I absolutely love Raw. Yeah, yeah I'm really it, enjoying it. 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 I, I think it is actually, it's my favorite show every week. No. It's the show I'm, it's the show I'm currently at the most, like really looking forward oh, to wow. every week. Because I, 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 I'm just so into a good like 90% of everything <coughs> that's going yeah. on. Like, even, like probably 95% of what's going on in that show. I, I'm just lapping up and I can't wait to see. Uh, Kevin Owens interrupted them and came out with the Viking Raiders. It's this thing that's still going on. Some people have said it's repetitive. I think it's this is just great week-to-week -week stuff. I, I have not gotten anywhere near bored of all eight men interacting with each other. I think the way that they're setting up the angles is repetitive because it is Seth cuts a promo, out comes one person, and he says, you're on your own. And he says, actually, I'm flanked by these people. And then, so they have mm. repeated the formula. Yeah. But it is a successful formula, and I think they have changed it up enough that it doesn't feel like it is Roman Reigns versus Baron Corbin over dog food. Like, yeah. It doesn't feel that level of stale. Because every week they do have something different, and this week it was, well, there's only three of you, everyone brawls. Oh my God, it's Samoa Joe returning from, what, one week of concussion? Yeah. yeah it feels like longer, but... I kind of wish they hadn't pre-announced him. Oh, okay. Yeah. He made a live event return at but, the weekend. No, but what I mean was like, at the start of this show, they were like, Samoa Joe's going to be in the main oh, event. And then when he came in, they were like, Samoa Joe's back. And I'm like, yeah, you literally said that <laughs> two minutes ago. So Joe chokes out Rollins and everyone beats up Buddy Murphy. And then sort of as the baby face is still in the ring celebrating, Becky Lynch comes down, which is fine. I actually quite like this way of transitioning between segments. It's very zappy. But in WWE kayfabe world last June, we know Becky's going out with Seth. I just thought it was a bit weird. Yeah. But it's fine. We'll ignore that. Absolutely. Then we had the uh, Lynch. Also, just to correct you, just Murphy. Sorry. Sorry. It's not nobody. Hi, buddy. No, because uh, sorry, buddy. Tom, Tom Todd kept on saying buddy. Did he really? Yeah, yeah. Kept no, I missed that. Up. Sorry uh, you lost your name. Street Profits were out next, did some comedy, and they beat very quickly the tag team of Mojo Rawley and Riddick Moss. Yeah, man. These two look like complete chumps. It's a shame because I thought there was some potential there for this act. Yeah, and then after the match, uh, Riddick pins Mojo Rawley to win the 24-7 title and ran away. And I'm like, this this needed way more builds. Yeah. Like, they, these two have been an act for... <laughs> three weeks at this point you had one week where they introduced themselves and like Riddick Moss stopped Truth from getting the title the following week Mojo loses to Drew McIntyre and then this week Riddick has already turned on him so like the acts had no time to yeah. like do anything yeah that's, that's, that's a lot of wasted potential what I found more interesting actually was how the Street Profits said they talked about Mania 
I feel like this was. I hope they get something to do at WrestleMania. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Well, they, they can't unless they're going after the tag titles. Like, there's. I mean, there's only so much room on the card. Yeah. They'll probably host it. Oh my god! With the SNL guys. Uh, then we had MVP come out. He is apparently going to be a backstage producer in oh, WWE. Nice. Yeah, Good he's going to get a behind-the-scenes role. MVP's fantastic. Yeah, but you know who's really fantastic? Drew McIntyre. Oh my god, oh, he's so good! Scott. Oh my god, oh. he's amazing! He's so lovable! <laughs> so great! Look, Look at, at my sexy body! I'm hilarious too! <laughs> I just want to go for a drink with Drew! <laughs> he gets down there, MVP's got his old VIP lounge talk show bit set yeah. up, so the, the little... Uh, the sofas, and there's some guys with the private party act and the, the yeah. red rope. Uh, Drew just pushes a guy over. <laughs> he's got this excellent balance of kind of being a badass dick, but he's so cool. And he's so likeable. He just gets into the ring. Hello, audience. Hey, he said our town name. Yeah, it's like everyone's like, yeah, it's Drew. He's our mate. And he's going to beat Brock Lesnar. Um, I can't wait to see him beat Brock Lesnar at, uh, at WrestleMania. I'm so into Drew McIntyre, WWE champion. You know how I feel like I'm related to Cody Rhodes? Like, yeah. he is my brother. Drew's my friend. Oh, he's like, my best mate. But yeah. he's, he's not a best mate. Oh, he's, yeah. he's the mate that is someone else's mate that I always get on with. There it is. And he's like, oh, is Drew coming? <laughs> oh, great. Oh, we're in for a great night then. If Drew's coming down, oh, wicked. He gets in the ring. He's like, you want me to point at the sign? <laughs> I'm sorry, it's contractual. <laughs> it's just like talking about like it's some contractual obligation yeah. that he's had. Like you've won the Royal Rumble, you've now got to sign this thing. Point ten B of this clause, you have to point to the sign whenever possible. It's like mm. I'm so sorry, I've got to do it. Really points. It's really great. I just wish he did the three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but th th there's some meat to this as well. It wasn't just funny getting over Drew's character while we've got time to fill. It was also MVP saying, look, Brock's got a Paul Heyman. I should be your business manager. I'm retired now. What I love about this <coughs> is he was saying like, hey, some people yeah. behind your back, not saying I'm one of them, but some people have said that, you know, you may have won the Roman, but you're not on Brock Lesnar's level. You're not going to win at WrestleMania, you know. And like what we achieved at the Royal Rumble is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. did we mm. win the Royal Rumble? Pretty sure I won the Royal Rumble. And I don't need a business manager. MVP starts to get a big man, gets into his face. So Drew just headbutts him. Glasgow kiss. Glasgow kiss, throws the setup, and Claymore kicks this poor lad flying over these sofas. Mm. And just and then tore his t-shirt off, posed up in the ring with her. Oh, I have a big, I have a guttural reaction for yeah. Drew. Yeah, same. Uh, yeah, when, when he ripped off the, the shirt, there was the guttural men reaction, but crucially, there was also a, oh, oh, and that was mainly me. <laughs> He's a hairy boy. He's a sexy man. That's why they gave him the sexy body gimmick. Yeah. Uh, we're a brief recap of Orton Edge, then we get Angel Garza. Speaking of sexy men. Oh, yeah. Uh, coming down with Zelina Vega to fight Cedric Alexander. I wrote in my notes, this is like a warning for people who are getting pushed. It's like, <laughs> here's Cedric Alexander. We failed with him. He's the ghost of Christmas future. Yeah. But they, they did do a good job here. Uh, Gaza cut a promo with Vega. He sort of get got over his sexy boy gimmick a bit more. You heard ladies uh, squealing for him as well. And there was a, it was a horny crowd. Yeah. And, well, it's Heyman booking the show. Of course it will be. 
But the Gaza did kind of flirt with Vega. I think Oh, and I didn't see um, that. No. I don't think anything's going to come of it. I think he just flirts with everyone. Yeah, it's impossible not to. Uh, but Umberto Carrillo ran down and just started wailing on Gaza. And got a good reaction for it as good, well. Yeah, good, good little baby face pop there. He, he, this storyline is getting him over. Mm. It's do, This storyline is doing a way better job of getting him over than all of his losses to AJ Styles. Yeah. Uh, and What a shocker. Gaza had a, you know, Pretty easily beat Cedric Alexander with the wing clipper. Poor Cedric. The wing clipper, I actually like as a move, but if you take an isolated screenshot of it, like I did for the news, it looks like he's the one getting hurt. <laughs> <laughs> like he's doing a jawbreaker on himself. Yeah. Uh, we have Bobby Lashley warming up backstage with Lana. Uh, sort of says Brock Lesnar. You, uh, you skipped a, a Rhea Ripley interview. Oh, did I? You did, yeah. They recapped Ripley going to Raw last <laughs> week to challenge Flair. Uh, didn't recap NXT, but did have a Ripley interview where Sarah Logan walked up. Yes. And Rhea Ripley, proud NXT champion, had no idea who this person was. <laughs> Which, um, poor Sarah Logan. Yeah. Poor, poor. Like, she literally was looking and was like, no idea who you are. And that made me, made me not like Rhea. Mm. She's a jobber, unfortunately. That's it, not yeah. a local enhancement talent. She's an employed jobber. <laughs> yeah. uh, but then, and then we got the Lashley setting up the Ricochet match later on. Then we got that Ripley-Logan match, uh, which Ripley won in about a minute. I've written here, well, this won't last long. Yeah. And it didn't. Charlotte Flair watched from the stage, and Ripley challenged her afterwards. And Charlotte, I thought this was this was well done, Yeah, like said, this. no, I'm not going to challenge you, because I want to see who's going to be the champion come NXT Portland this Sunday. Yeah, you don't know. You don't know if you're going to be champion. Yeah. It's very presumptuous to think that you will be champion come Monday. I thought it was actually a really nice bit of storytelling. And a nice bit of recognition from the main roster that there is a takeover yeah. happening this week, which well, should be more built on. Yeah, I mean, it should be. It's, it's <coughs> incredible, though. I was, when I look back at this, you know, when I was looking back on my notes for this, only one wrestler on this show didn't come from NXT. Wow. And that's Bobby Lashley. Everyone else is, is either currently in NXT or came from NXT. Um, so I'm just going to, because I don't know if I told you this, mm. I was listening to The Observer and uh, Alvarez and Meltzer are talking about this and Alvarez is like, well, why didn't they just save the Charlotte stuff till after Portland, start the program then? And then they discussed about how it's actually to give NXT a ratings bump. Having Charlotte down there is to give NXT a ratings bump in competition with AEW. And Alvarez reiterated, well, you do that after TakeOver. And Meltzer said, this direct quote, they didn't feel like waiting. They got blindsided by the January ratings. They were not expecting that. They thought that corner had been turned. And you would think, I mean, we all thought that corner had been turned. We all thought that this ratings war was going to be one week it's AEW, one week it's NXT. Yeah. And then one week, you know, then it's NXT for another week and AEW fall down the ratings because more people are tuning over and it gets more of a level pegging. <laughs> but actually, since 2020, it's just, it's been all AEW. Yeah. And NXT's not even come close. Even with Charlotte Flair on the show, it didn't do anything. Mm. Didn't do anything for them. Yeah, so it's interesting to see how that, you know, the, a, the war between AEW and NXT has actually influenced the Royal Rumble booking. Yeah. You know, that's main roster. You can't get much more main roster than that. Than a shot at WrestleMania, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, speaking of WrestleMania, they uh, announced that th WrestleMania 37 will be in Las Vegas. It's going to be in Hollywood. I hope they Is do. Is it Las Vegas? Sorry, sorry, LA. LA, yes. Sounds like Las Vegas. Does it? <laughs> 
on March 28th, 2021, the day before my birthday. I was going to say, it's so close to your birthday. Yeah, We're yeah. going to be, oh man, that means like you're going to be sleeping for a lot of your birthday and then coming into work. I don't mind. Okay. I'll be hungover regardless. Um, yeah, I, do you know what, WWE, I know you're watching. We know you watch all the time. I've just got one request for this show. Do the Hollywood promos you did last time you were in Hollywood. Just just literally take the same scripts <laughs> and do it with your new crop of talent. It will be just as good yeah. because those scripts still hold up. But you've now got a whole new slew of movies to make fun of. Yeah. Oh, you've got, if you don't do it, then like, what was the point? I mean, Hollywood, John Cena, The Rock, Batista... I'm thinking a lot of those guys have yeah. to show up, really. I think Rock's in the Hall of Fame next year. Ooh, good shout. Would you do it there or do you do it in Miami? I mean, he's such a Hollywood guy yeah. now. And like, when, when are they going to go back to Miami? Does, my, does Miami have... I mean, I'm basically basing this off because that's in Florida, isn't it? It's mm -hmm. Miami, Florida. Yeah. And I just know that Florida's a terrible place because the good place has told me <laughs> so. Um, so are they going to go back to Florida anytime soon? I don't know. Well, it, it depends what Rock wants, really, I suppose. Yeah, I guess. Uh, after that, we got Bobby Lashley versus Ricochet. Sponsored by Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> because Ricochet is very fast, I guess. Yeah, and he's annoying like a child. Ricochet is so bad on promos. <laughs> like, he... Bless him, because I've seen him do promos, and he is of an ilk. He's very charismatic. He's got a natural charm. He's, there's a charm about him. I, I remember watching him before he was cool and progress. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, but like you give him lame scripted nonsense like this, it is killing the guy. Yeah. And it's so frustrating to see when he cuts that, pro it's like a, a condition of a ricochet match. He has to have a lame promo talking about, oh, this is his dream and he's going to overcome adversity. By golly, I'm going to try my oddest, so oh, I am. I know they're bigger than me and better than me and oh shucks, maybe I'm not that great, but I believe. And I've been dreaming of this since I was 14 years old, so I have. You don't need to do that because week after week we see how effectively he can get over being a wrestler. Doing his flips. In the Lashley match, the crowd weren't that into it. It was a quiet crowd for the first couple of minutes. Ricochet very impressively backflips out of a second rope German suplex and then hits a 6.30 for the win and the crowd are going crazy. Yeah. That's how you get Ricochet over. Yeah. With the man's talents. Also, Simon the Hedgehog is out in cinemas this Friday. Randy Orton came down to cut a promo. He's just about to explain himself when Matt Hardy comes down. The 90s live again <laughs> as Matt returns. A curious choice. I'm glad they brought up that Edge and Matt haven't had the best past. But that's why I really liked yeah, this. Like, yeah, as yeah, soon yeah. as Matt came out, I was like, that is the perfect person to bring out at this point because if there's one person on this planet that hates Edge the most, mm. IRL, it's Matt Hardy. Yeah. And as wrestling fans, we know this. Like, you know, a lot of us watching this lived through that weird, weird year with the Edge, Lita, and Matt storyline. Is Matt going to go to TNA? He's been let go for something that wasn't his fault. And the fans really got behind Matt. They were playing his music at shows to troll fans. It was this whole like big internet thing. So when Matt came out to defend Edge, I was like, this is just the perfect choice to do this yeah. because of all that history. And then he brought up that <laughs> history to a Lita chant. Yeah. <laughs> it was... It, it made it added another level of realism to this feud that has already got incredible levels of realism to it. I really like this segment. I like Matt being out there, but the best thing for me is still Randy's performance. 
because Matt's saying all this stuff, and Randy, I don't know where these acting chops have come from. I've seen 12 rounds, whatever one he's in. I can tell you where it's from. It's that big check that he's now yeah, getting after, yeah. playing, after playing AEW off against them. And he's, Randy is reacting to what Matt's saying, like, you're right, you're right, yeah, you're right. And when Matt says, you know, like, we changed tag team wrestling, we invented TLC, Randy Orton says, yeah, I respect him, man, for that. Yeah. Like, under his breath. And I'm like, are you, are you sincere? What's happening right now? And every time he's wrong-footed me into me thinking he is conflicted about this. But then he RKO'd Matt. There was a block on it, which I quite like. Yeah, Matt knew it was coming. Yeah, but then Randy hit the RKO anyway. Solo concerto. And I'm still left pretty much knowing Randy is just a sick legend killer. But there's enough of me going, but what is he actually feeling? Yeah. I think it's amazing. Absolutely brilliant. It's, yeah, I thought this was an, a home run segment. I thought this was masterful stuff. And by all reports, this is the last of Matt yeah. in WWE. Um, apparently, uh, according on his latest video, he teases that he is the exalted one uh, in AEW. So who knows what that is, but by all accounts, this uh, angle was done to write Matt off of TV and he is gone. Yeah, go and watch the rest of talk news from today to find out the full story. Uh, there's a few other contract bits in there, including what's going on with Jeff Hardy in relation to that and the revival. Uh, surely Christian's got to come out. Yeah. Christ and initially, I didn't want that to happen, but seeing how well this worked, yeah, that's got to be coming. And then Bubba Ray Dudley, <laughs> <laughs> and then Devon's on the payroll. Yeah. Uh, not Caruso alert. I've put here. Ruby Riot said she, in a backstage interview, she put Liv Morgan in her place last week because Liv is a follower, not her own thing. Yeah, she needs to be led. Mm. Um, so it's scripted nonsense, but I actually quite liked it. I thought Ruby did, uh, I thought she did perfectly fine. I don't really care. Uh, Alistair Black came out against Akira Tozawa, so I thought, oh, this might be slightly competitive. <laughs> oh, Davis. <laughs> oh, Davis. This was a black mass, and yeah, he won very quickly. Great sell on the black mass. Oh, it's incredible. Yeah. Uh, and then Alistair Black, Cut a promo saying, and a very well delivered promo, but it's kind of suffering from the knock on my door shtick of it's a bit too abstract, it's a bit too emo, and it's a bit too repetitive. It's also, he's not following up on anything. No. Because he keeps saying, I'm going to go find a fight. But if that's the case, why aren't you picking a really big, tough opponent? Mm. Why aren't you out there giving a black mask to one of the top guys instead of fighting? enhancement talent week after week in 30 seconds, then saying, oh, and I'm, now I'm looking for a yeah, fight. Yeah. It makes you feel like it's like, no, oh, next week, yeah, next week I'll look <laughs> for that fight. Yeah, no, I promise you this time. Um, then we got Becky Lynch coming back in the ambulance. Oh, you know, the challenge. Saying, I mean, the biggest thing from this Alistair Black promo is he revealed he's the one that's inside Rowan's cage. What? Well, he said, I'm a trapped animal inside a cage. He actually said, because it, it bugged me, a metaphorical cage. Not a literal cage. I feel like an animal trapped. Uh, oh, did he say a metaphorical cage? Well. Because it annoyed me I had to point out metaphorically. Because <laughs> he does the Rorschach line yeah. of like, you're locked in here metaphorically with yeah. me. Uh, the pirate-themed WrestleMania 36 advert <laughs> is just insanely great. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the, the roller coaster one? It's nowhere near as good as roller coaster. No, the roller coaster 33 one. I hated it. I really didn't like it. This pirate one is, I, I love it. I love it, I love it, I love it. Yeah. 
Um, then we got, do you want to take this away? Oh, the gauntlet match? Oh, yeah, the gauntlet match. Yeah, we've got, there's a gauntlet match because do you know what Saudi Arabia loves? Trophies. Bloody love a trophy. And we've got another trophy on the line here. So this is the fourth or fifth trophy? So there was the Greatest Royal Rumble belt. Yep. The giant. And a, and a trophy. The Best in the World trophy. Yeah, but the Greatest Royal Rumble was a trophy as well. So that's... So that's two with the Best in the World. Cool. And then we had Best Tag Team in the World. There was definitely a belt. Yeah, and there was a belt and a trophy. So I'm, I'm going to class that as three. Okay. And so yeah, and then we had the best, the best tag, tag team. team in the world. So we're up to four. Four trophies and a belt. Or three trophies and a belt. So five accolades. Yes. Uh, because this one, was this one four? What's it called? the Tuwake Mountain, which is a mountain in Saudi Arabia. So you, it's just the Tuwek Mountain Medal Award. They're running out of stipulations is right. what's happening. They've done a tournament. They've done a battle royal. This is now a gauntlet match. It's a gauntlet match uh, featuring Andrade, Lashley, Rowan, Styles, R-Truth, and Rusev. So that's AJ Styles, who is injured, is being advertised for this. Andrade, who's, uh, who's suspended. His suspension it will be lifted by the time they get to that point. On the day. On the day. And Rusev, who hasn't been seen since the Royal Rumble in a storyline that's not been followed up on. Yeah, but it, Lashley's in there too, which hints to me that something will develop. But then why hasn't he been on TV? It was a couple of weeks. <laughs> hey, it's WWE. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, and Rowan, no real mention of the box. Don't know if that's been dropped. Yeah, he's not been on TV for two weeks now. Um, the main event was the thing that was set up in the opening segment. Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe and the Viking Raiders versus, what, have they got a faction name? No, it's just, just you know, the Messiah game. I've just written Seth Rollins and his disciples. And just, you know, if even if you're finding it repetitive, I guess you could argue that the Wyatt family shield six mans were repetitive back in the day, but they're so much fun, I do not care. This was a really fun match with some really lovely storytelling details underneath it, which really, I, I got a lot out of this match. Buddy Murphy, sorry, Murphy, is the unsung hero in all of this. He has a role in this team. Like he, what's great about Murphy is that he's been put into this team for a reason. And the reason is your team has got Seth as the leader and two big bruisers in Aikman Rezar. So those three lads can't get the baby face fire because you don't want to hurt Seth and you can't do it to the big guys. So you put in a smaller guy in yes. Murphy into that team so that he can be beaten up by the baby faces and if they need to, he's the one that can take the pin. He's the one who they can beat up for the hot tag. <coughs> and then you can tag in Aikman Razor so that they come in and they can work over the baby faces because they're the big bruisers and Seth can do the same thing. So Murphy fills that role. What's perfect about this is that it's, that's character-led as yes. well as just being there for matches. Yeah, yeah. It's beautifully character. They've, they've turned that formula, formula into character because Murphy's character was, you keep losing to Alistair Black, but now you've joined us, you're a tag team champion, even though you get beaten up the entire time and you keep getting pins, but it's off Seth Rollins' curb stomps. Mm -hmm. Seth and AOP are doing all of the work and Buddy is getting the pins. From a character perspective, he's like, I'm now winning. But he's not. If you watch any of the matches, he's never winning. He just gets beaten up the entire time with like a couple of flurries and then gets the pin at the end of someone else's work. And it's always a Seth Rollins stomp behind the referee's back. Not totally illegal, just a bit dastardly. Uh, and that, 
the way they did it on this one was tremendously inventive. Kevin Owens takes out everyone on the outside with a great looking senton off the top rope, sort of off the ring post yeah. bit. And Samoa Joe has the Kikina clutch on Buddy Murphy. Murphy, sorry. Murphy's passed out. Someone's talking to the referee, distracting them. Seth Rollins runs in, huge stomp on Joe yeah. while he's got Murphy in the clutch. And you know Joe passes like falls, and Murphy's arm falls on top of him, and that's the pin. Uh, and and if you watch throughout the match, it's Seth who's yelling stuff at Murphy, sort of coaching him. So this Messiah mentoree role is is really really well done. It's great story stuff. It's compelling characters, and the wrestling is so good. Yeah, this is like this is. This is the most NXT that the main roster main event's going to get, and I love it. It's modern wrestling. I think it is just superb stuff. I absolutely love it. Really, really good. I gave it four out of five this yep. week. I'd have given it a four out of five as yeah. well. A, uh, actually, a really high four out of five, because the only thing I didn't like was the neck bite, but even then, I loved everything else about it. Yeah. Like I, in, um, in that Becky segment, I loved the match. I loved Becky's promo, but it was, a, it was hilariously badass, the driving away of the ambulance and driving it back. The bite was goofy, but I didn't care because everything else was so much fun. The Royal Rumble. A four out of five Raw. No, a five out of five with the Edge thing. Mm -hmm. A four out of five and a four out of five. These are good times. Yeah. That's a road to WrestleMania right there. And let's be honest, that Royal Rumble was a Raw show. Yeah. Like, that was an extended episode of Raw. Record low ratings. <laughs> what, what do we have to do? What do we have to do? Uh, so, general WWE Raw-related super chats, Jobber JJ 496 I guess what we found out, what was in Rowan's cage. Meaning Shayna Baszler. Because of the, the little red yeah. bites that he keeps getting. Maybe. I think that's a good way to tie all this, this up. <laughs> uh, the Gazza Tola of Rock and Roller, thanks for your generous s s super chat. Now have WWE highlights on Channel 5. It has with weeks delay, but it's still quicker than the network. Yeah, because it's 30 days on the yeah. network. Although they cut most of Orton's attack on Edge the day after Royal Rumble, all you saw was the initial RKO. Well, that was probably going to happen with it being such an edited. Like, they're cutting, you know, three hours down to mm. 45 minutes with ad breaks. So, yeah, a lot of it's going to get cut. Also, I think it's got to be edited for a, like, 10 a.m. Yeah, pre-Watershed thing, so you can't have people hitting heads on the chair before Watershed. Uh, Kevin, Byron and Jerry is the duo I never knew I didn't need. <laughs> <laughs> Saxton and Laura on commentary. Laura. What did I say? Laura. Laura. <laughs> it's not great. It's not terrible though. It's just it's, it's got to the point now where I just I've tuned out WWE mm. commentary now because like I love Todd Phillips, but he is he is a WWE voice. I don't think that Byron is uh, Byron's best work was during the Kofi yes. uh, Kofi Mania run. And Jerry's adding nothing. So the only criticism I can have think of Raw really at the moment is the commentary is bland. Uh, I've just remembered. There's 1,800 of you watching right now. 1,800. My lady partner doesn't understand when oh, I say really? 800. So I have to go back. Where's those thumbs up, guys? There's 421 thumbs up right now. That's over 15... That's over... 
That's over 1,350 people who just have to hit the thumbs up. It's the easiest way to support. If you can't give a super chat, just touch the thumbs up button. It's fantastic. It makes you feel great. Uh, Wilton Simon says, at this point, I fear Black will win the armbar. Win the armbar? That's what he's written. At this point, I fear Black will win the armbar. Win with the armbar? No, win the armbar. Win the armbar. Is that the next Saudi Arabia <laughs> No, that would actually be winning something. Yes, yeah. Uh, Metal Bear, thumbs up party with the boys! Yay! Six thumbs up emojis. Enjoyed Raw last night. Over the Alistair Black squash matches, though, keep up the good work, lads. Two beer glass emojis. Oh, cheers, man. Uh, Ryan F said, I really enjoyed Matt Hardy's promo. Even though it was scripted, it didn't seem like it. Matt's delivery and emotion was perfect. I actually wondered if there was some improv in there. Because he talks about No Mercy 99 and said, we revolutionized the ladder match. And the crowd started chanting TLC. That wasn't, it wasn't a TLC match, it was just a regular yeah. ladder match. And then he said, yeah, and then we stole the show at WrestleMania with TLC. See, last night in the company, yeah. we might as well. Yeah. <laughs> Surprised they didn't say more. Um, Do the broken chant. <laughs> Wally TV, German Dan. Uh, so that's 2020 Raw under Heyman. Thumbs up emoji. Uh, especially the effective use of Veterans Flawless. The RKO storyline is almost perfect. All it needs is Ryder and Hawkins being inserted, <laughs> but Paul likes building. Come on, Dan. We, we don't need, we don't need that. Yeah. Um, Everyone send your love to Dan, by oh, the way. Send those loves. Send all the love to Dan. We love you, Dan. The Adnap2 wants to know if Kevin Thorne was a Heyman creation. I think it was a Bruce Pritchard creation. But Vince does Oh no, like Kevin Thorne, I think of the original version. Mm. What was this? Mordecai, that was, yeah. that was Pritchard. So Kevin Thorne was a kind of vampire -y. That was Heyman. Yeah. Okay, it was. Yeah, because that, that was the, the ECW relaunch. But that was um, to, if I remember correctly, that was to appease sci-fi because they were going onto the sci-fi channel ah. and sci-fi requested that they have more supernatural style gimmicks so that it's in keeping with the, character, uh, with the channel. Hence why they had the zombie. Um, Sparks, where's Eric Rowan? Haven't seen him since the Rumble. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. They, they gave him a spot every week. It seemed like something they were focusing on, but he's just not been around. Yeah. Um, 3 Swizzy Gaming says, WrestleMania becomes Survivor Series 2.0? Um, maybe if you're talking about building with teams, you know, the baby faces and the messiahs. No, I, I, I thought he might have meant more towards, or they might have meant, I should say, um, towards it being NXT and main roster oh, challenging. Oh yeah, yeah part, partly, yeah, I guess yeah. so. Um, Dylan at TV says, what if Charlotte chooses Becky now? <coughs> she can't count it out. Yeah, she can do. Uh, Chris Ev, 1989, what do you guys think is the end game for Black? Well, up until uh, a couple of weeks ago, it was between him and Drew over who's going to win the Royal Rumble and face the champion. Well, uh, to who was going to eliminate Brock Lesnar? Yeah. What? Uh, is that right? Well, I thought, I thought that the report was it was either going to be Drew or Black that eliminated him and Roman was going to win right, the Rumble. Okay. And then the decision was made, Drew's eliminating and Drew is winning. So they don't know what they're doing? If, if they're questioning that major plot point, what character to tell that story with just a couple of weeks ago? And you know, it's weird, like Mur Murphy's, after losing that feud with Black, has gone on to have a great story. Black's just been stuck in limbo again. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Marco Dominguez says, WrestleTalk in LA next year for Mania Weekend. Uh, one of these days, maybe, but it's, it's a logistical nightmare for us to go over and uh, the busiest time of year for wrestling as well. Jobber JJ says, Seth's team is called ASMR. Murphy is awesome. 
Acom, yeah. Seth, Murphy, Razor. <laughs> Isn't that the thing where you didn't yeah. really. Um, Marco Dominguez suggested <laughs> the Messiah Complex for Seth's faction. That's a nice name, but in a kayfabe world, Seth would have to recognise that he has a Messiah Complex to call his team that, yeah. which I, I don't like the idea of. Um, Thor Hakon Sandberg, oh, an amazing cool name, name um, with a very generous donation, said uh, maybe Undertaker or Cena returns to pick a fight with Black. Undertaker versus Alistair Black or Cena versus Black at WrestleMania, he he. If I was to book that, I would have Black pick the fight though. Mm. So like Cena comes out for his, hi, I'm John Cena and I'm here to promote WWE. Black mass out of nowhere. Like, and that's the start of the feud as opposed to John Cena coming out and being like, no, you, you young kid, I'll uh, yeah. make you a star on the biggest stage of them all. And then he wins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Grand Prix Wrestling says, which also sounds like a uh, Saudi Arabia trophy. <laughs> um, if they do have Shafir and Duke come to Raw, they could potentially go after the Kabuki Warriors for the women's tag titles. What do you think? Uh, sure. I, again, I think I want to keep Shayna separate. But wait till Ronda's in the mix and then you can do a full faction. Uh, Omni Slash, uh, Final Fantasy reference, uh, couldn't resist the pull of Corbin's mid-card vortex. It can't, keeps coming can't, back. Can't resist the pull of it. The Elimination Chamber's getting sucked into it as well. Yeah, I saw that, mm. yeah. This never-ending feud between Roman and Corbin. Pete, Pete sold me a lie. Because he said when Roman beats Corbin at the Royal Rumble, that's going to be the I end know, of it. And I was like, I do you know what, Pete? Maybe you're right. Maybe that is the end. And then, he, and then Roman won at the Royal Rumble. I was like, well, that's definitely it now. Because they had no interaction in the Rumble. That's definitely it. But no, it continues. It keeps going. Nate drops her name. I'm reserving my thumbs up party until the end in case there's <laughs> any more audio issues. Three solid episodes of Raw in a row. What a time <laughs> to be alive. We can never criticize AEW Dynamite for audio issues ever again. <laughs> Um, and Wilson Simon said, if I was booking it, I would have had Buddy be like Kenny in the Bullet Club. He slowly becomes the best and takes over. I like that, yeah. Uh, he starts to find his feet and Seth becomes a bit jealous of him. But you've got, that's a story that's at least, you know, nine months. Yeah. I'd say even six months is too quick for that. All of DK said, Seth's faction should be called Twitter Cool Guys. <laughs> I like that. Uh, on just general Wrestle Talk related, Blake, uh, what's his name? Uh. Blake Crappy. Weird last name. <laughs> that was the best lolly has ever sounded. <laughs> Is this off the uh, audio issues? Well, yeah. screw you. Uh, <laughs> Phil 180, Luke's theatrics without sound. Oscars 2021 confirmed. Hey, man. I mean, all I've got to do is just, you know, really appease the, the Academy. I haven't won one before, so I'm bound to win one at some point. You're a white straight male. That's how it works with the Oscars. Um, Actually, do you know what? Do you see that the guy who won the animated short? Do you see that he posted up on Twitter a couple of years ago? I think I've got an Oscar-winning idea. Hit me up. And then he oh, won wow. the Oscar. Nailed <laughs> it. Um, Marcus Roman said, It was my birthday yesterday. Can I get a shout-out and chopper whopper dance? Then I will give you a thumbs up. Dance, chopper. And happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Thank you. you want to take it away? Uh, even Ivan Dominguez. Hey guys, I'll be going to the AEW show in Austin, Texas with my nephew and I'll be taking a <laughs> dance chopper sign with hopes that it makes it on TV. I'll be keeping that. That will it. make me very happy. Yeah. Thank you. Jeremy Bauman, ain't no party like a thumbs up party. Keep those thumbs up coming. Oh, well, How I... many we got, Luke? Five, 621. That's still only a third of all the people watching right now. 
I like this one <laughs> from Marco Dominguez, who said, WrestleTalk movie parody vignettes a la WrestleMania 21, so we should just do them oh, instead. Yes. We haven't got enough on right now. <laughs> oh, but I guess it's for next year, so yeah, yeah. let's do that. We can make them all in <laughs> advance. We could start the process now. Yeah. Uh, all Elite DK, did you watch Moxley versus Suzuki? It was awesome, six and a quarter stars. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't. No, I'm going to say I've it. heard it's so good. It's on my list of things to watch this week. Meltzer and Alvarez were saying they, they should just feud forever <laughs> because they clearly love working together. I saw Moxley doing the um, Ambrose, sorry, the Moxley uh, arm shuffle. Mm-hmm. Like, so he gives him the forearm and he walks away with him. Doing the little oh. shoulder shuffle thing, it's amazing. All Elite DK again. I need a thumbs up, buddy. Dance, Ali. Dance. Dance. And thank you to Y2J Fox for your donation and no message. But we've had a couple of last minute ones come in from Metal Bear. Uh, what if Black was meant to feud with AJ after, before taking his Rumble injury? Hence the Black promo with no follow up. Uh, well, it appears the actual plan was for AJ to feud with some combination of Edge and Randy Orton. Yeah. Uh, because that's what they were setting up in the Rumble. So I don't, unfortunately, know. You could always pick it up, though, because AJ's. Apparently he's going to be back from mm-hmm. his injury. That'd be a nice feud. Um, I could win that without AJ losing anything. Rob Starr said, doesn't protect her neck, doesn't protect her teeth, it protects your neck. Um, yes, that's good. Uh, and Wilson Simon says, armbar, the Andre uh, the Giant Battle Royal. Is that what we're calling it? The armbar How? these days? The Andre the Giant, yeah, armbar, Andre Battle Royal. And who could win that? Did, uh, oh, it was up here, wasn't did it? Did Wilson say? Hang on a second. Oh, I can't, I can't search this. Armbar. Uh, oh, Black will win it. I mean, it's done wonders for everyone else that's won it. I so. don't really want to see him win something like that. So you are going to have to explain that to me because I. So oh, you'll have, have done heard, that thing again. You'll have heard the raw review now, and now we're coming into it. And Ollie's got this joke that he's doing, where he's calling Shayna Baszler actual cannibal, and it's a joke I don't get. It's a reference I don't understand. So I've got, I'm asking Ollie. What is this reference? So there are many eras of Shia LaBeouf. Shia. Shia LaBeouf. Who really knows at the end of the day? The man's such an enigma. Uh, Apparently, if you take his name literally, Shia uh, is, I believe, Hebrew for thank you. Thank you, God, I think. And LaBeouf is French for the beef. Mm -hmm. So his name is kind of thank you, God, for the beef. Which is how I feel watching Keith Lee. <laughs> anyway, uh, he's gone through multiple stages of his career. Fascinating personality to track. I think he's incredibly talented, not just from an acting point of view, but actually as a creative mind. And that's he's finally starting to find his groove there with, uh, was it the Peanut Butter Falcon that was very well received? A movie he starred in, an indie movie last year, and he did a sort of memoir movie based on his own therapy, which sounds self-indulgent, but that meant to be very good. I haven't seen these things, I'm just recycling the opinions of others. So what you're saying is, it sounds like it could be self-indulgent, but I've been told by himself that it's not. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it checks out. Yeah. So he was a, he was a child star mm-hmm. uh, for Disney, I think, or a Nickelodeon show. The Sweet Life of Someone and Someone? Yeah, there's lots of these. So like a lot of our American viewers would be like, guys, why don't you know this? And it's probably worth noting that mm. of the American kids' shows that you probably saw when you were growing up, we got maybe 5% of them. We got Keenan and Kel, which was, Loved then, it. which was then shown on repeat. Who loves orange soda? Kel loves orange soda. Yeah. Uh, we got Clarissa Explains All. Fancy the pants off a wrestling fan. 
Melissa, Melissa Joan, Joan Hart. Hart. Yeah. yeah, big wrestling fan. And Sabrina. Yeah, Sa same fancied her too. How about that teenage witch, Sabrina? Mm -hmm. It's a classic Bloodhound Gang joke. <laughs> he's trying to find words that rhyme with vagina. Oh, yeah. <laughs> North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> Calvin Klein Kinder. That's great. Yeah. They're such a smart band. So we got like a few of them, but there are like thousands of these Nickelodeon mm. and Disney shows that we just didn't get over here at all. So a lot of these child stars, we only know yes. them as adult stars. I'm, I'm going to take a wild stab in the dark and say he played a character called Cody. I like it. Yeah, yeah let's yeah. go with that. Sounds good. He then uh, sort of graduated to Transformers. Leading man, a lot of pressure. I like him in Transformers. Yeah. Mark Kermode always used to have the joke that he was a charisma vacuum. He's no Hayden Christensen, because he is a literal yeah, charisma vacuum. Yeah, sucks up yeah. the talent of everyone around him in a bad way. But like, it's, I don't think <clears throat> his bad performance in Transformers is his fault. I, I like his performance in Transformers. I think it is a terrible script with a bad director. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 and you know, and he's also bad in Indiana Jones and the uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull no, because that's not his fault either. No, because of a bad script and a director that appeared like he didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the first scene where hit where Indy and Labouf are in the cafe meeting each other, that is electric stuff. But then. <laughs> They start. He starts swinging with the monkeys. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like I'm doing a metaphor. No, and he's not. He's literally swinging with some monkeys. But it's also not uh, Austin Powers swinging style with no. the band, the monkeys. No, he is literally swinging on vines with some badly CGI yeah. monkeys in a movie that already had a badly CGI gopher that survived a nuclear explosion <laughs> along with Indiana Jones. Oh my God. When <laughs> what a bad movie. Yeah, it's a bad film. We've talked about a lot of what we were discussing with the Blomps earlier. Batman v Superman and Suicide Squad. Yes, because someone uh, in this office block said that they loved that film. And why did they love that film? Because it that you could just put it on in the background and, and it's ignore fine. it. And yeah. I <laughs> I don't know if you felt me bristle. I did. I could hear. I had like flashbacks, the Vietnam flashbacks to you and I reviewing that movie on a podcast where you kept kept saying it was an open goal. It was an both of those goals. Batman v Superman more so is an open goal of a film. You've got to you've got to be really inept to screw that up. Oh yeah. Uh, Thankfully we've got Zack Snyder. <laughs> yeah, Zack Snyder, the McG of DC. <laughs> no, no, I got it wrong because uh, it was Bay who did Transformers. But, but still, anyway, McG was also a bad director. That we have gone off on a tangent here. Because we're talking about Shaboof. Shaboof. Shaboof did Transformers. Then he went away for a bit, tried to find himself, did a lot of intense character work, which he's fantastic at. I think he's a great actor. Fury, his performance there. Yes, but Fury is where I start. Like, I was never a fan of Labeef Le anyway. Shabeef. Because I didn't like the Transformers <laughs> movie. I didn't like him in uh, Indiana Jones either. Um, and then it got to Fury, and he did all those things like he didn't brush his teeth during the entire time that he was on he set. He pulled a few teeth he out. He pulled a few to my teeth mate. out and he never washed himself. Mm. And it's method. Because he was going method. And then he's acting alongside Brad Pitt who has falsified all of this and he looks exactly the same. <laughs> which makes Shia LaBeouf's thing look really stupid. I think it was, oh, I can't remember, it was one of the old Hellraiser guys from Hollywood. You oh, are you not talking about the Hellraiser franchise? No, no, no. Because that, that I could have actually helped you out with. It was a, it was a story Clive with D Dustin Hoffman on the set of the Dentist horror movie with David Cronenberg. 
Who's in that oh. film? You know, there's a Oliver Reed. Yeah. I think it's Oliver Reed. And Dustin Hoffman is method. He's put himself through loads of things to get to feel the pain of this dentistry thing, this scene gone wrong. And, you know, he's, he's broken down and he's really intense. And Oliver Reed just goes, have you tried acting? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like such, it's such a beautiful takedown of the method idea. <laughs> have you listened to the Brooklyn Nine-Nine podcast yet? Uh, no, I haven't, no. So it's Who hosts it? Uh, Mark Evan Jackson, because now The Good Place is finished. Uh, NBC have now done brilliant. Uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, the podcast, for Series 7. Great idea. Um, so they're going to be doing it episode by episode. But the first six episodes they've released, they released all on the same day, which is just doing each season mm. with like a group of the cast or the oh, writers and directors. I'm on that right away. But um, on the, I think it's in the second or something, one of the first ones, they were talking about um, Andre Burr, who plays Raymond Holt. And he is like, because he was a very serious actor. Like he's not done comedy before. Really? But he wanted to do this show because he wanted to try comedy. Wow. And sort of like learn from people on how you do comedy. Apparently he's like fascinated with Jason Manzoukas because he does improv. Like and he yes. just improvs his way around scenes. So he's apparently like, he's fascinated with him. The but process. <laughs> that's exactly yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know that scene. That's so cool. I'm making a note of this to download this podcast. But you know the scene when he um, has to give a eulogy for the, uh, the the police captain who dies. Yes. But he just gets up and just says like, life is pointless. You should all just give up now. <laughs> um, the director there was just like, that, apparently one of Brooklyn Nine-Nine's big things is they have both eyes. They never shoot anything on profile. You always have both eyes looking. Like, no you can see way. both eyes on camera. That's like a YouTube thumbnail. But when they had him, where he was positioned to speak to the, uh, the congregation in this pub, they could only see one of his eyes. So they asked him to just move himself slightly so that he could you know, talk. But he kept saying, like, but the audience is there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know, but we're just, we're just cheating it for, yeah. for the camera. But the audience is there. The like, process. Exactly. I'm, I need to talk to them. The man's method. In the man is. And apparently the director just like, I, I mean, I get it, but <laughs> could you could you act? <laughs> so Shaboof. Yes, you're back to Shaboof. This is why you don't know this pop culture reference. Because I'm, I more, think I'm interested in better things. I've tried yes, you're to absolutely explain right. it to you before. So around that time of Fury and when Shaboof kind of became a pop culture gag, and really interestingly, he leaned into it and he released a very intense motivational speech on YouTube with a green screen background, you know, sort of inviting the memes, like have at it. And he kind of reinvented himself as this conceptual performance artist. He also did a series of runs so you could track his runs, but he'd only run a mile a time or something. And it was, it was a really, really, I don't quite understand it, but I'm intrigued. Yeah, I mean, I I'm, I'm don't quite understand it, and I'm not intrigued. He also had a thing where it was an exhibition where you could go into a room, sit opposite Shia LaBeouf, Shaboof, and do anything you want to him. Cool. He just, he sat there motionless. Well, this is a, a performance artist tradition from the Maria Popova days, so it's like, it's well entrenched in performance That's art That's how you're going to hear Charlie Davis wanking. <laughs> <laughs> it's either deep art theory or financials. <laughs> Rock solid It's right a now. really weird Venn diagram. <laughs> uh, it's just me. It's just me in the middle. And, and, uh, but yeah, but, but you know, it, quite horrifically, apparently someone sexually abused, a woman sexually abused him wow. in that safe space. And you're like, well, where was the consent there? Anyway, very, very interesting stuff. 
I keep getting distracted from what is it? Around this time when Shabuf was a meme, uh, Rob Cantor, I believe his name is, who's a sort of uh, musical comedian, not just singer-songwriting, but more of the actual theatrical, musical style of things. He's got a great voice. Wrote a story, a little mini rock opera that's about three, four minutes long, about Shabuf coming after him mm. in a kind of chase. And it turns out he's a cannibal. Uh, you know jujitsu, which is good, but he also knows jujitsu. It's just, it's really, really funny. And at the end, I'm, I'm just going to guess you're badly explaining it. At the end, of, oh god damn it! I will play. Shall I play it to you right now? No, because we've got to go live uh, fairly soon, and you know we've got emails. All right, to do the everything. emails. But in it, there's a line where because they're kind of coming up with the idea as they go, and they say actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. And that's where, that's what, after 15 minutes of roundabout nattering. This is how, this is what you get with the longer outros. That Shana Baszler. <laughs> uh, right, well, let's dive into uh, your emails um, in the category of Luke is right. Uh, Mark uh, emails in to say, hello there. A little bit of storytelling foreshadowing what is going to be a little rant about. Uh, yes, Luke, I completely agree with you about the latest Star Wars game being really clunky oh, and a bit come crap. On. I was really disappointed playing the game after all the rave reviews to I find out surprised. just how badly it controlled and was, to quote your good self, broadly fine. This is from a 37-year-old male who recently experienced a midlife crisis and had a sleeve of Star Wars tattoos done due to my love of the films. I was most excited to hear your thoughts on the games as I hadn't heard any negative feedback on it from anyone else, so questioned whether I was just wrong. You're not wrong, Mark. It is broadly fine. Keep up the good work, Rockstar Dougal. Maybe there's a spectrum of opinions and you find yourself in the same area as Luke. Well, but that is a yeah. tiny part of the... But also, thankfully, back. because we went out for drinks on Friday and we all came to the agreement that you and Simon were wrong about the jogging thing, the, the jogging bottoms thing. No. And we all came to the agreement that Luke was right. <laughs> They've rebadged it, you fools, and you will fell for it. No, no. Yeah, that, that was what that was all Laurie we agreed with. We've got to, go, we've got to uh, leave this. No, Laurie, Laurie was on our side. We all agreed Blonds that I was wouldn't right. say anything because he's the new guy and he's trying to fit in. Satson and Pete didn't contribute. No, but we, we are all there. We all agreed. No, we didn't. They've rebadged jogging bottoms and you put, you're paying £80 for them now because you're all suckers. You preach the idea of ethical living, Luke. <laughs> you're a vegetarian, but those poor kids in the sweatshops it's in the China... the same poor kids in the same sweatshops making the same crap! Mine are going to be slightly better paid Filipino I bet kids. you they're not. I bet you they're not. The, do, I bet but, you they're made, in the, like, made next door to Primark hey, crap. 50 cents an hour extra <laughs> is going to total up for those Filipino kids making my joggers. It's They're gonna the be like, oh, same. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Davis. I've done my 20 hour shift. For buying these slightly more expensive joggers. Oh, he's such a, such a sweetheart. I wouldn't like to work for Mr. Owen across the road. <laughs> Yeah, where they were paid the exact same wage and are still do the same amount of terrible hours. Have you checked the linings of your trousers? Because I think it just says help <laughs> from all the kids you're exploiting. Well, your new jogging bottoms have sucker written in them because yeah. you have bought into a that's fashion a trend created by uh, Instagram influencers. Anyway, um, have we got any other Lucas right? Actually, do you know what we had a lot of? Which is a shame because we got into talking too much about um, Charlotte <laughs> Booth. Really? 
We fell down a booth hole. We did. We had so many people email in about their fantasy real jobs. Oh, I'm glad that. Well, let's do one quickly so it keeps it fresh. Yeah. Well, this one comes in from Chad, who says, "Hey, Russell Talkers, I have a master's degree and now have a desk job in my field. I supposedly always dreamed of, but a few years ago I didn't have this position and I was having trouble paying the bills, so I got a job at a local hardware store. Mm. Part of my responsibilities was selling plumbing parts. I learned all about copper pipe, galvanized steel, raw oh, iron, yeah. a plethora of plastics, how to thread pipe, and so on. But I absolutely loved finding creative valve elbow pressure gauge solutions for customers' problems. It was so satisfying to send someone home with a solution I was modestly convinced would help. I really wanted to become a plumber. It became uh, it began to seem so elegant, so thoughtful. Surely plumbing was my blue-collar <laughs> dream and destiny. Blue-collar dream is that what this is? It is blue. So I tried to become one and was turned down. Ah, oh, no. And I couldn't help but feel that that was the one that got away. I could be turning a wrench in some disgusting barn drain right now instead of procrastinating writing a letter to a wrestling podcast <laughs> with my cushy office. Oh, what could have been. Love from Chad, new Pledgehammer, and the other guy that doesn't like Firefly. Oh, more from the Lucas oh, Wright territory. Jesus. Um, yeah. Well, but thank you, Chad. I am concerned if we say uh, blue collar fantasies <laughs> that we're, we're gonna, you know, it sounds very elitist. <laughs> It's more just like... Which is what Ollie's all about. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 we've got to go, but the best thing I've ever heard to sum up uh, plumbing is from Peep Show, where Superhands describes it as, can't be that hard, it's just water Lego. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. We'll be back on Thursday with the NXT and the New Style, or the New Style NXT review and the uh, AEW review with... Uh, Confirmation, the Nightmare Collective is dead. Yeah. And then we'll have the magazine show on Friday and SmackDown on Saturday. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.